who are willing to change. Think about that one. So, Father, as we turn to the Word this morning, we're asking that your spirit would once again, Father God, rise up big, big within each and every one of us, Father God. And Father God, that we can retain the words, Father God. And Father God, you would give us each new revelation, Father God, as we hear your word this morning. We praise you and we thank you, Lord, for the word will not go void, but will accomplish to that what you've sent it. So Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've come to last Sunday in January in the new year of 2020. And... Uh, God has called us, one, to make the new year an adventure. Two, that we are to expect days of opportunity to surface before us. And number three, that there would be a great call for change in our life. Glory to God. Uh, we were to look at three scriptures. We'll be looking at them again this morning as, uh, as a covenant for the new year of 2020. Three scriptures. Uh, understand that a covenant is more than a promise. A covenant is total commitment. It's an absolute requirement to do or not to do something. And even at the cost of one's life. So we are in a covenant with the Lord with these, these three scriptures that we've been looking at. Um, commitment in terms of life or death, is difficult for us to comprehend. Uh, but a covenant is exactly that. God has covenanted with us. When, when making a covenant, each party says, everything I have is yours. So everything that God has has now given, been given to us, all his promises, all his covenant blessings are ours. And that's what we're going to exactly find this, this year, our covenant blessing just being poured out like Lord send the rain it's going to come just stand there uh, covenants are strengthened by studying each one and its value and its contribution to the entire plan that God has established for us uh, you, as, you and I as a child of God and join heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ have a great covenant with God so let's look at the, the three scriptures that we've been looking at this past month. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19, God says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So the ways that are impossible are now cleared. They're not possible. And there is an abundance of life freely flow, flowing as we receive the covenant blessings of God. Then we look at uh, Isaiah chapter 54, verses two and, three, 2 and 3. It says, Enlarge the place of thy tent. Let them stretch forth the curtain of thine habitation. Spare not, lengthen, lengthen thy cords. Strengthen thy stakes, for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities be inhabited. Uh, the one, one uh, 
translation says, holding back nothing, you will increase and spread out in every direction and revivalize the desolate. Wow, what a, what a translation that was. So it's time to think and expand our vision. God wants to do more and above what you're asking or thinking. So this year we need to think big because he's a big God. I mean, you know, well, you know, something small, it's nothing to him. Something big that's to us, it's still small to him, but he wants us to ask. Know that he, can, he is able to take care of it all. Glory to God. So, then we looked at uh, our last scripture was Isaiah 58, looking at verses uh, 6 through 8. Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loosen the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? It's time for us to begin to speak and declare the goodness of God in our lives and the lives of those that we come in contact. Boy, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice that you know, somebody's having a bad time and you just come up there and just give them a word and all of a sudden the cloud of gloom would just disappear and they would be happy? Or that you can touch them and they'd be healed? I mean, there's, and it can happen. He says, what did he say there? To loosen the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens. There's a lot of people that have heavy burdens out there. To let the oppressed go free. There's a lot of people that are stuck Seems like they're in jail. That you break every yoke. You break the yoke for that individual. You break the yoke that's in your life. Amen. To have a new beginning, we must act. We must take the responsibility of what God has given us. Glory to God. It's time to take back that which the devil has stole. And lead us, lead us into a supernatural walk with God this, this year. Glory to God. Destroying the works of the devil. And let's look at this, this one in Isaiah chapter 7. In Isaiah chapter 7. This is quite important because we're talking about Speaking God's word, believing these scriptures as a foundation for this year, 2000, I mean, 2020. And in Isaiah chapter 7, looking at verse 14. Oh, did I mess that one up? Isaiah 7, verse 9 is what I want. 7, 9. And the head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is Ramallah's son. But here's, here's what we want to look at, the last part of if ye will not, If ye will not believe, surely ye shall not be established. We have to believe to have, to have the things that we are asking God for to be established in our lives. If we're not going to believe it, it's not going to, you know, you say, well, I'm hoping this. Hope is not what we want. If, you, if you're having the God kind of hope, that's what the expectation that's going to take place. So that's the type of hope you have. Have the expectation that's going to take place. But it says here, again, if ye will not believe, surely 
ye shall not be established. We need to be believing. So all this, these words that God's, this covenant that God has given us, the, the promises that God has given us throughout his word, if we believe it, it will be established. Glory to God. I mean, some of them need to sh jump up and shot up and down. Now, these scriptures, these three scriptures that we, that we have been looking at, all indicate new beginnings. These three scriptures, new beginnings, a new covenant in each and every area. New beginnings where we can find fulfillment, satisfaction, and the covenant blessings pouring forth upon us. Glory to God. Focusing on God's word and be, being obedient as to participate in what he has called each one of us to do is the key that unlocks heaven's power and treasure for us to use and to enjoy. So we just have to be obedient, focus on his word, be established on his word, glory to God. God's word produces great incentives for us to move in the realm of the spirit and of faith, glory to God. And let's go further, go back into, well, look at the beginning of the Bible. Go to the book of Exodus, chapter 14 this time. Je Exodus, chapter 14. Let's see what it says. It has something for us here. Exodus 14. The children of Israel have been uh, raided across the Red Sea. And look at this. You know, sometimes when we pray, ah, I don't know about you, uh, but sometimes I even have, I have doubts coming across my mind. Well, this is not going to happen. You know, how can this take place? We've got to remember this. In Exodus chapter 14, looking at verse 13, and Moses said unto the people, Fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. So let's stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. If you have a doubt, just stand still and watch God's salvation take place for you. Because the, the, the promises and the covenant is going to rise up. And you're going to be able to take a step in faith and follow through. Amen. Glory to God. When the Bible speaks of dominion, it's talking about you and I being in charge. Glory to God. Having control. So you have dominion. He says, you have, I give you dominion. I give you power over the enemy. We have dominion. We have power and control. Glory to God. So let's look at, well, a, a familiar scripture in Proverbs, the book of Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs, we're, we're called to do certain things. And oftentimes, we often uh, neglect what... Uh, we see or read, or maybe sometimes we're reading so fast we don't even, you read and you don't remember what, what you read. Nobody out there besides myself. Okay. But in uh, Proverbs chapter 18, I think as Christians, as the blood-bought blood Christian, as a, a believer, we need to remember this, this verse here. That's Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We need to start speaking 
life and life more abundantly to ourselves and whatever situation we're in. We need to speak life to it. No, we shouldn't speak negative things. A Christian is not called to speak negative things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So all we have to do is enjoy the word. Everything that, 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 that Jesus accomplished through his death, burial, and resurrection, all those blessings has been given to us to prosper and to walk in it. So we need to just thank you, Lord. We need to begin to speak those things out. Even the situation may be gloomy. We need to speak out. You can change the atmosphere. How many's no? Well, I hate to put it this way. How many's ever been in, in, a, in a room full of people that maybe you're at a, a gathering or a get together, and uh, everybody's happy and joyous, and then somebody comes in there with a bad report, and all of a sudden, no. But if somebody comes in with a good report, that and everybody was sad, and they come up with a good report, glory to God, hallelujah. I tell you one. One that, that was a, a, a good report that came in, but pe people, people became sad. 2016 elections. People thought that Hillary is going to do it, but all of a sudden the, the good news came in and they became sad. Well, glory to God for the rest of the nation. We rejoiced, at least I did. And it'll be the same this coming uh, election season. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hang, hang on to your hats. We're going to, he's going to rock, rock this nation. He's already did, but he's going to, he's going to bring in more blessings to this nation. One, because he, he blessed Israel. Well, how did Trump bless Israel? Well, for one, he, uh, the prior presidents were going to say, well, we'll, make Jerusalem your, your capital. None of them ever did. But as soon as President Trump did, you notice everything in our country just would start going up and up and up and up. Blessings. And then, all, then after that, he says, you know, the Golan Heights should be yours. And he claimed it for them. And then, and then it, will, it just keeps on going up. Anything that President Trump does for Israel, we are going to be blessed. So start playing, praying for President Trump to bless, continue to bless Israel. And of course, we, this morning, we, we took uh, our offerings for it, blessing Israel. Start thanking the Lord. Hey, Lord, I blessed your people. And you said, whoever blesses Israel, we bless. Whoever curses Israel, will be cursed. Glory to God. We're blessing Israel. You're going you're gonna to feel the blessing outpour. Because we are living in the day when the former and the latter reign anointing comes. So it's a, that means a double blessing, just like 2020. Remember what 2020 means? A double blessing, just coming forth. And 2020 brought 40 in, and that's the generation that's going to change things. You're, we are in the generation, we are in the decade that's going to change for things good. Amen. Glory to God. So don't be around the sad sacks. Now, as a child of God... What becomes, what becomes of your life is entirely up to you. You make a choice. We all have a choice, okay? 
So let's go to uh, New Testament and find 2 Peter. That's 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. This is what we've got coming. This is what we have, I should say. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. According as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life. That's now. Glory to God. And godliness through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to the glory and virtue. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. He's given us everything that's required for life. All we have to do is start to speak it out. Declare the good things. Pull those promises out of God's word. Find some of the covenants that he's given to, uh, to us. Just start to thank him for it. Yeah. Uh, as parents, when, uh, when you have the little ones, and uh, they, they are, you know, asking for something, he says, don't, don't worry, I'll get it for you. And then when you finally bring, bring the candy or the ice cream or certain toy or, you know, uh, take them someplace, what are they? They're so happy. And you want to continue to bless them. And as they, they continue to thank you for their blessing or what they receive, thank you, Mom, for the cookies. For, you know, cookies and milk, we're going to have, uh, you know, after supper, we're going to have a, a pie or whatever. You know, they're... they're they're all excited about it and they're thanking you for it. And how do you feel? You feel blessed and you want to do more. Well, we need to start think, thanking God for what he's given us. So he said, man, they're happy. Let's give them more. Give them something more to be happy about. Bless them. Ministering angels go forth to bless them. Hold back the evil tide. Wow. That's what God's doing. Sometimes we kind of let things slip, we forget. Because we're not using Proverbs 18.21. We're letting things slip. We've got to start speaking the positive. It, God's word will change things around. Speak those things that be not as though they were. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Think about that. Let's go to... Uh, the book of Acts, chapter 2 this time. Acts, chapter 2. And in the book of Acts, chapter 2. What kind of days are we living in? The last days. Acts, chapter 2, verse 17. And it shall come, come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon the all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men and shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. In the last days. We're in the last days. What did it say there? Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. What's that? Speaking of things that be not as though they were. We need to start speaking. You need to start speaking of things that be not as though they were. That's the Abraham's kind of faith. Start speaking it. 
This is the year to start speaking God's word more than any time. We can change. This nation will change as Christians come alive to God's word. We can change this nation around back to the goodness again. Amen. Glory to God. So it's in the last days and we can prophesy. In other words, accept this fact and begin to speak forth God's word. In, in every situation that uh, has come against you or situations that, that are bringing you blessings, you need to speak God's word. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us having a greater day, having, you know, whatever it might be. We need to begin to speak it. Most Christians are closed mouth. We've gone into the closet. Well, we shouldn't go be in the closet because it says go into your bedchamber, and that's actually the closet, and pray. Speak to God. Amen. Glory to God. Job, the book of Job. Right before the book of Psalms, book of Job. And find the 22nd chapter. That's Job chapter 22. We've seen this one before, but we need to look at it again. Job tw chapter, 20, uh, chapter 22, looking at verse 28. Thou shalt also decree a thing. That's Job 22, verse 28. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and thy light shall shine upon thy ways. Remember what Isaiah 7 and 9 said. Was it 7 and 9? Let me see. Yeah, 7 and 9. We have to have it. If you're not going to believe it, it won't be established. We need to know that this verse here, as we speak it, it's going to come to pass. Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. What are you wanting established in your life today? What are you wanting established in your family? What are you wanting established on your job? Say, so, well, I don't, I don't quite believe it. Well, there you go. If you don't believe it, it's not going to be established. So we've got to get, take care of the ifs and buts and remove them out of the way. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says, I'm going to bless you. You are blessed. We need to begin to just take that and run with it. We need to access our life, or assess our life, I should say. Uh, we need to think of our life and measure it up to get against God's word. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, uh, 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things, old things are passed away. Look, behold, all things are new. Don't take the world's attitude. Use God's. God has a better attitude. He says, my ways are higher. Some of us need to get up there. We need to be jacked up. Glory to God. He says, my ways are higher. Glory to God. This is what God said. I'm going to do it. It's established in my life. It's going to happen. Then in Romans 8, chapter, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 37, it says, We are more than conquerors 
through Christ Jesus. The Holy One lives in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. We're wall to wall. Holy Spirit. And look what the Holy Spirit did, did for Jesus when he died. He raised him from the dead. Uh, the other day, um, there were, I'll put it this way, there was a song back in the early 70s um, by a gentleman named Dallas Holmes. It's a Christian song. Uh, and most of you have our, our adapt into looking into was iTunes or whatever it is or <laughs> look up Dallas Holmes and his song I'll Rise Again. That that song will turn you around like that. Boy, that is a tremendous song. Um, we're gonna have when when Resurrection Sunday comes, we're gonna have play that song. <laughs> I'll Rise Again by Dallas Holmes. You'll enjoy it. It says Ain't no grave is going to hold me down. Amen. We are more than conquerors. God did, did not make us to be dominated, subdued, or overpowered, but, he, but to be in charge and to dominate. Glory to God. If we do not take charge and take dominion authority, the devil, people, and circumstances will dominate us and steal everything that God has given to us. The devil is going to try to steal from you. But you take, a, take our authority and he can't. Walk in our authority. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen. We have what we tolerate. We have what we tolerate. For far too many believers uh, tolerate strife, lack, depression, fear, sickness, and, and terrible uh, situations. Or circumstances. If those things come upon you, begin to speak the word, and God says it'll turn it. Call those things that be not as though they were. You're being attacked? Turn it around. I'm a child of God. I'm an overcomer. I'm blessed. I walk in, in divine healing. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. That's a good one. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. Take the, take the other one. Malachi 3.10. God says, prove me now by giving tithes and offerings. You give tithes and offerings. Lord, you said you, prove, you would prove yourself. I'm being attacked. Prove yourself to be my deliverer because I give tithes and offerings. There's, there's so many breakthroughs that we can snap, snap the devil's chains around us. If we just know what where, where to look in the word. We're called to speak his word. We're called to go out and share the good news of the gospel. Amen. Glory to God. We can no longer be ignorant and, and be deceived by the enemy. Glory to God. God has given us his word to remove all doubts, misconceptions, and lies that the enemy has placed before us. Our spiritual eyes must be open for the unending process of replacing lies 
with truth. We need to have that spirit of discernment. When something comes up, forth, your, your spirit of discernment comes up and says, that's not true. Don't believe it. Walk away from it. Uh, one of the hard statistics that I find is that uh, there's a apathy in church. Many churches are going down and, and people are not just coming to church anymore. They, they, got, they have better things to do now because, you know, we live in a society where, you know, you can have anything you want and so forth. God wants you to have things, but he says, don't forget me. I brought you those things. I blessed you with those things. Don't forget me. Don't go out in the world and party and do your things. He's the one that gave us the blessings. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So God has given us, uh, again, um, given us his word to remove all doubt, misconceptions, and lies that the enemy places before us. Uh, our spiritual eyes must be open for the, up, for the unending process to replace lies with truths. The need for self-control is fundamental for each Christian. We need to have self-control. Speak those words. Don't just let words come, spit out of your mouth. Think before you speak. Who was that uh, in the movie Bambi? Anybody remember Bambi? Thumper said, hold, hold your tongue before you speak or something like that. We need to learn to hold our tongue before we speak. Oftentimes you let things go out and that's wrong. Um, let's go to, since we're there right next to Proverbs, let's go to Proverbs chapter 4 this time. In Proverbs chapter 4, glory to God. Verse 23, Proverbs 4.20, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. If we're having good things come out of our mouth, it's the issues of life. If we're allowing the enemy to, uh, to attack us and we, we take up his cause and speak words against ourselves, we're in a loss, we lose. God says you can change the situation and circumstances by the words of your mouth. Don't rely on somebody else. It's you that have to make the changes. It's you, just like in, in, in uh, Isaiah 50, uh, 56, when we, when we do that fasting and praying. It's you that breaks the yoke, that sets people free, makes you free. Glory to God. Then in Galatians chapter 5, In Galatians chapter 5. Look at verse 22. Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. That uh, goodness and faith is also going to be... Uh, let me go back up here. 20, yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. But, but the fruit of the Spirit, that's um, Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the, fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which he, which, he, uh, which 
His presence within accomplishes love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temperance, forbearing, forbearance, self-control, kindness, goodness, beloveness, and, and faithfulness. We need to have self-control. Learn to have self-control. That's the temperance. Self-control means you are accountable for things that come your way. You are accountable for things that come your way. Self-control means you have ownership of yourself once again. So we need to take back certain areas of influence to restore our life because we have not taken self-control. The ability to make good choices is the fruit of the Spirit. And then, of course, in Daniel chapter 11, we looked at this last week, Daniel 11.32 says, The people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. We need to be strong in doing exploits in our life and, and other people's lives. We have to know that you're a Christian and that when they come to you, you can accomplish something for them. When you pray, they know that that prayer, will come, that, that prayer over them will t- come to pass. When you lay hands on them, they shall, they shall receive. We need to be accountable for the power that's been given unto us. Go, on, go into all the world, preach the gospel, laying hands on the sick, casting out devils. We have the power. But two minutes, two minutes are, are a little bit ignorant or just, just, well, I'm not too sure if that works. There's that rejection again. If we don't believe, we will not be established. We need to establish the word of God in our life like, like nothing else this year. It means any negative things that come against you, that shield of faith comes up and bounces off. You don't receive bad, uh, bad things. I mean, you know. Okay. The people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. We have been given the authority, the name, and the power of the blood to tread upon all the works of the enemy. We need to go forth and do it. Amen? Okay. The quiz from last week. You were to look up in the book of Judges, chapters 19, 20, and 21, or 19 and 20. And one Israeli tribe was nearly eliminated or eradicated. Which one was it? Anybody? Benjamin. Benjamin, Okay. Uh, the tribe of Benjamin. Uh, it was, the tribe of Benjamin was formed by the youngest son of Jacob and his wife Rachel. First, uh, first uh, Benjamin's name was Ben-O-I, son of my pain. That's what uh, uh, Rachel said. But Jacob, after uh, Rachel passed away, Jacob preferred to call him Benjamin, son of my right hand. And another noted person in the line of Benjamin was uh, or the tribe of Benjamin was King Saul. Wow, okay. Now what caused the problem? Why were they eradicated? They abused their, their wife and one's wife who was a concubine. Okay, uh, what caused it was uh, the Levite came with his con- concubine to the Benjamite city of uh, Gilba, Gilba, whatever. A mob form who wished to sodomize the 
Levite. So there were some hankies, hanky things going. Heathen customs had invaded into Israel. When a man's heart is desperately wicked, his nature becomes thoroughly corrupt. So the Benjamites, they were supposed to, you know, all the tribes when they came into the promised land was to what? Clean house. Remove those other people because it says, the Lord says, if you don't, you'll take on some of their attributes. And unfortunately, the Benjamite tribe did not clean house. And so they started picking up some heathen um, customs. Um, and they became uh, thoroughly corrupt. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own sight. Wow. There's no law and order. Uh, what happened, just like uh, Mike said, the concubine was forced out into the crowd. They raped and abused her until she died. And she died at the footsteps of the house that uh, they were uh, allowed to come into. Uh, the city of Gilbib, could be called a site of Israel's civil war. The civil war is because uh, the other tribes of Israel came uh, to bring an account of the unrepentant men of, of the Benjamite. The Benjamites refused to hand over the perpetrators of the crime. So the other tribes attacked Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin. The ensuing battle, uh, in the ensuing battle, most of the tribe of Benjamin were wiped out. Thus it became the smallest tribe. The only out of the, all the 11 other tribes came against uh, Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin, and only 600 people survived, 600 men. So that's why they were the smallest one, and they were told later in, in verse uh, chapter 21, you, if you read that far back, or forward, I should say, you found that uh, none of the tribes, had, they had swore they were not going to let uh, intermarry with the tribe of Benjamin any longer, so they set it up. Uh, that the, the, the women from uh, Silo, I think it's Silo, that allowed the Benjamin tribes to go and uh, grab the virgin daughters that they might replenish the uh, tribe of Benjamin. Some wild things back there. Okay, next week's quiz. You'll find it in the book of Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Who was the first person to come, on, uh, to come upon the injured man in the parable of the Good Samaritan? Who was the first person? Amen. Glory to God. You're getting out somewhat early. Shall we all stand and close off? Say goodbye to this this year, or this month, I should say. Boy, but this this year, this year is quick. It's right. I, I need a few things to happen first before this year. <laughs> so, Father, we are praising you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, that uh, the word has come into our hearts, Father God, and in our minds. And I thank you, Lord, that we are able to. 
not only just heard that word, Father God, but Father God, we are able to put it into action, Father God. So, Father, we are praising you. We just give you thanks that this is the year, Father God, that we are blessed beyond measure, Father God. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, that uh, we are so, and we thank you, Lord, that we can share the good news with others in Jesus' name. Amen.